podcast my name is Shauna Lee Lynch and this is Maria Butler this is the podcast where we talk about underrepresented women throughout Irish history and this week it's my turn and I'm really really excited because I'm going to talk about a pirate Woohoo! I love pirates I wanted to be a pirate when I was a little girl I used to have... I did too yeah did you I used to have like um plastic swords and I'd go out and fight all the neighbors in sword fights and they used to get really narky because I was a girl and also incredibly annoying but <laughs> I wanted to win I wanted to be the pirate queen of Maiden Hill me too I used to pretend my bed was a ship all the time I remember that I used to make bandanas out of like face cloths and stuff we used to have a climbing frame in my back garden and we'd pretend that the climbing frame was a boat and we'd get like uh, water balloons and use them as bombs and fire them into the neighbor's yard. Nice. Yeah. So as you can tell, I am very excited to talk about Anne Bonny. So I'm just going to jump right in off that proverbial plank. Haha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's going to be so many bad pirate jokes. So it's difficult to separate the facts about Anne Bonny from the legends. So for the purpose of this, I'll say when they're legends, but I'm just going to go full hog and say all the things I learned about her. So a lot of what's known about her comes from a general history of the robberies and murders of the most notorious pirates, a book written in 1724 by Captain Charles Johnson. Many historians believe that Charles Johnson was the pseudonym of Daniel Defoe, who was the author of Robinson Crusoe and Moll Flanders. Some historians say the book is highly speculative, whereas others say that the facts match up in relation to other pirates, so maybe it's more accurate than it's been credited with. The general consensus is that Anne Bonny was born Anne Cormac near Kinsale, circa 1698, so a Cork woman. Anne was thought to be the illegitimate daughter of Irish lawyer William Cormac and of a maid working in his household. To avoid scandal, he dressed her as a boy and introduced her as the child of a relative entrusted to his care. He pretended he was training the child to be a lawyer's clerk, but his wife eventually found out about this and made his infidelity public. Oh my god! This is just some kid uh, who's been left here uh, that we're going to look after now, and uh, it's a boy. <laughs> exactly. Kinsale, eh? <laughs> so this kind of threatened his business. So he separated from his wife following the discovery of the infidelity and later assumed custody of Anne. Following his cohabitation with her mother, he lost much of his clientele and the trio emigrated to Charlestown in South Carolina. When Anne was around 13, her mother died from typhoid fever and she had to help her father run the household. Her father had set up in Charleston, first as a lawyer and then as a merchant. And Anne grew up in the colonies as an independent and strong-willed young woman who had the reputation of being spirited and tough. So Johnson, in his book, reported that she was assaulted and somebody tried to rape her. And she bet him up so badly that he lay ill of it a considerable time. She essentially bet him up so badly that he was like, 
put on bed rest for a while afterwards. Good. Good for her. Now, there is another story about her that she stabbed to death an English servant maid with a table knife in a fit of rage one day. Now, Johnson found that tale groundless, so apparently it's not true. It's just word on the street. She uh, was brutal, brutal stabber. Didn't like the maid so much. Didn't like the maid, didn't like your man, just all around, maybe not somebody. Now, to be fair, the guy, he had it coming. That is true. She is also said to have become an expert fencer and markswoman, which would stand her in well steed in future years. So her dad had done pretty well over in America and was like relatively wealthy. He kind of wanted her to live an honourable life, I guess. So he betrothed her to a local man, but Anne didn't like this. And I don't know if you're starting to notice, Anne tended not to do things that she didn't want to do. So in 1718, she married sailor slash pirate John Bonney, with whom she travelled to the island of New Providence in the Bahamas, which was a meeting spot for pirates and other unsavoury characters. Her father is thought to have disowned her at this stage. Another rumour about Anne is that after this happened, in the dead of night, she crept back and took revenge by setting fire to his house and rice fields. But again, there's nothing to prove that this happened. Okay. <laughs> Married life in the Bahamas did not suit Anne. Apparently, her husband, who allegedly had only just ma- who had only married her for the money to begin with, and then sure she had no money after she was disowned. Apparently, he became an informant for the governor of the Bahamas, who's a guy called Privateer Woods Rogers, and Woods was a former pirate himself who had composed a most wanted list of 10 notorious outlaws, including Blackbeard, and vowed to bring them all to trial. Disenchanted by her marriage, she took to carousing in pirate salons. I decided I had to use carousing if we're talking. And I like the idea of pirate salons. I know, right? It's all like, it all feels like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's all I have in my head. But just just to clarify, the ride in Disneyland, not the film, although I did like the first film, the other films were dross. Yeah, I actually, I don't think I made it past the second one because it was too long of a gap and I started the third one and I couldn't remember what happened and it was a lost cause. But Johnny Depp was beautiful as a pirate. I've always thought that Johnny Depp looks like a rat. I've never understood this whole idea of him being like one of the most handsome men in the world. I cannot (laughs) agree with that, unfortunately. Oh, he just looks so like squirrely and like slight, no. Not not my bag. In his prime. In the Winona days. No. Nah. In, nah. <laughs> she had gone to hanging out in the pirate salons. And in his book, Johnson contends that she was not altogether so reserved in point of chastity. What a way of saying that. So James Bonney once surprised her lying in a hammock with another man. Scandalous. At some point, she became involved with the pirate John Rackham, otherwise known as Calico Jack, for his flamboyant dress sense. When Bonnie found out about Calico Jack, he took her to court and charged her with desertion, where he got a court order to prevent the two of them, Anne and Jack, from meeting up. One legend has it that Calico Jack 
turned around to Bonnie and suggested that he put his wife up for auction as a way to remedy the situation. Jesus, yeah, if that's your first go-to, like... But you see, under, like, marriage laws at the time, women were essentially... Their property. So, like, apparently, like, Bonnie wasn't so much pissed off about the fact... He was like, this is my property. So your mom was like, all right, cool, I'll buy it off you. But uh, that didn't work. He said no. <laughs> but Anne Body was never the, the type of lass to, to let a man hold her back. So in August 1720, Anne Bonnie abandoned her husband and assisted Rackham in commandeering the sloop William from Nassau Harbour in New Providence. So along with a dozen others, the pair began pirating merchant vessels along the coast of Jamaica. And another legend, I love these legends, another legend holds that she launched her pirating career with an ingenious ploy of creating a corpse by mangling the limbs of a dressmaker's mannequin and smearing it with fake blood. When the crew of a passing French merchant ship spotted Anne wielding an axe over her creation, they surrendered their cargo without a fight. It's a nice little start up for her. I mean, she was nothing if not inventive. An entrepreneur. Most accounts say that her shipmates knew that she was a woman, but that she dressed as a man when they were plundering other ships by wearing a loose tunic and wide short trousers, a sword hitched by her side and a brace of pistols tucked in a sash. So women were considered bad luck on ships at the time. And Blackbeard, for one, banned all women from his ship and if his crew took one captive, she was strangled and pitched over the side. A pirate's life for... not for me, eh? It's fine, just dress as a man. You're all good. Anne refused to be deterred by this sentiment, and upon joining Rackman's crew, she was said to have silenced a disparaging shipmate by stabbing him in the heart. She proved her... her steed. Her metal. By stealing metal coins, am I right? Ah! Walk the planks, Maria. <laughs> told you I was excited for this one. So sometime during her pirate adventures, she became pregnant. When Calico Jack found out that she was pregnant, he didn't do anything bad. Because it looked like you thought yeah. he was going to do something bad. <laughs> he left her in Cuba to deliver the baby. There are several theories about what happened to Anne's first child. Some people think that she abandoned her. Some believe that Calico had a friend with family in Cuba who agreed to raise the child, and some believe that the child died of birth. I don't know, maybe we can hope that we're the descendants of a pirate? You have Cuban origin. There was another woman in Calico Jack's crew. Her name was Mary Reed. So again, accounts differ as to when Mary and Anne met, but some stories say that Mary was on board when Anne came back from having her child. And then other stories are like they probably just met in the port when they were getting onto the boat. According to legend, Bonnie, who was dressed as a man at the time, felt a strong attraction to Mary Reed, who was also dressed as a man at the time, and revealed herself as a woman in hopes of seducing Reed. Reed then confessed that she was a woman. So there have been like different accounts over the years trying to figure out whether they were friends or lovers or what the story is. I'm not going to go down that path right now. There's not enough information about it. So most of the kind of common narratives just have them as friends. Was she Irish? Because Reed sounds Irish. It's R-E-A-D, not R-E-E-D. 
I didn't find any reference to the idea of, of Mary Reed being Irish. The the two Irish pirates that tend to get mentioned are Anne Bonnie and your friend Grayson Lally. Who we're gonna talk about next week. Spoilers. I'm excited for that one. <laughs> uh yes, same thing. Uh Mary Reed would wear women's clothes on board the ship but then change into men's clothes when a fight was a brewing. Arr. I'm so sorry, but I'm not at all. Keep it up. Sorry, on brand. It's fine. <laughs> Our new friends. So, yes, the stories tell the women became very close friends, but they continued to maintain their cover stories during every moment of their journey when they were in public. As both women were passionate and well trained in combat, they even took part in physical parts of pirate life, boarding unsuspecting ships and fighting against defenders. By 1720, Calico Jack's reputation had grown. He had successfully captured fishing and trading vessels all over the Caribbean, and the English government took notice of his rise in popularity. They didn't want him to become too popular, so they sent a famous pirate hunter, Jonathan Barnett, to find Rackham and apprehend him. On November 15, 1720, Barnett caught up with the William at Negro Point in Jamaica. Apparently they were like just back from plundering something else. So most of the pirates were too drunk to resist. In the fight that ensued, it was said that Anne Bonny and Mary Reed represented the only major force of resistance against invaders, while the majority of the pirate crew hid under the deck. So like I've seen people kind of arguing that this didn't happen. It probably didn't happen, but it's a good story. So we're going to go with it. Very cinematic again. Anne and Mary remained on deck as all of the other drunken lights were hidden below and they faced the governor's men alone, firing their pistols and swinging their cutlasses. The legend goes that Mary was so disgusted that she stopped fighting long enough to peer over the entrance of the hold and yell, I'm going to do an impression for this. If there is a man among ye, you'll come up and fight like the man ye are to be. When not a single comrade responded, she fired a shot down into the hold, killing one of them. Anne, Mary and the rest of Rackham's crew were finally overpowered and brought to Spanish town to make up for the trial. Rackham and the male crew members were immediately found guilty and hung. As a proof of the John Rackham's crew cowardice during their capture, Anne Bonny famously said during his trial, Will I do another impression? Go for it. If he had fought like a man, he need not have been hanged like a dog. As a warning to would-be pirates, the body of Calico Jack was tarred and placed near the entrance of the Port Royal's harbour. So 10 days later, Anne and Mary stood trial at the Admiralty Court in St. Iago de la Vega in Jamaica, both of them pleading not guilty to all charges. The most convincing witness was one Dorothy Thomas, whose canoe had been robbed uh, during one of the pirate sprees. She stated that Anne and Mary threatened to kill her for testifying against them, and that the reason of her knowing and believing them to be women then was by the largeness of their breasts. How very observant of her. Well, they were dressed as guys and they were pirates. Yeah. You know, maybe they had water bottles hanging, like water, water pouches. They're coins. That's where they keep their coins in money bags. Well, that's like I've heard boobs called money bags. I have loads of friends with bigger boobs who like keep things in their bra nights out. 
I have one friend who used to sneak naggins into a nightclub in her bra. I was always jealous that my boobs were big enough for that. It's risky business. <laughs> Broken glass at risk. So neither of them were actually executed. They were both given a stay of execution because they were both, apparently, quick with child, which is a lovely way of saying pregnant. And I kind of want to just use that going forward. I liked the term that they called her a slut earlier. The one that was like... Something with her chastity. Yeah. Imagine that being written on a toilet door or something. <laughs> Free with her chastity. What you call me? <laughs> so, unfortunately for Mary Reed, she died in prison, of prison fever and was buried in the Jamaican district of St. Catherine on the 28th of April, 1721. No one knows what happened to Anne. Wow. So Captain Johnson's book came out in 1724 when her trial was still fairly recent news. This would have been, what, four years after, three or four years after it happened. And he only says of her, she was continued in prison to the time of her lying in and afterwards reprieved from time to time. But what has become of her since, we cannot tell. Only this we know, that she was not executed. There are loads of theories as to what happened to Anne. It's really interesting because when I have been researching her, normally when you research somebody, it gives you like a date of birth and a date of death, like an approximate. And most of the time, the numbers are in and around the same. I have seen this woman being killed off in the 1720s. And I have seen her living as long as her 80s, depending on who the historian is and what they kind of figured happened to her afterwards. So some people reckon she reconciled with her dad after all of this, moved back to Charleston, remarried and lived a respectable life into her 80s. I mean, imagine that. Yeah, my granny, the pirate. Yeah, or she'd have to pretend. And like, if she went on a date with somebody who's like, or like you know arranged marriages or something they'd be like so what have you been doing the last few years She's like oh i just been traveling you know not like i went and slain countless numbers of people pillaged <laughs> jamaica's nice around this time of year so but yeah other people reckon that she married other people but yeah nobody really knows what happened to her which i think kind of makes the story a little bit more interesting see like I have one guy here who has an exact date of when she died, which is the 25th of April, 1782. Now, this article was in the Smithsonian, so you'd reckon that it would be like relatively accurate. But the fact that I haven't seen it anywhere else makes me nervous to kind of take that as a as a So I reckon, look, we don't know. She could still be alive now. Because <laughs> she was a witch as well as a pirate. I don't know what was happening in Jamaica in those days. Maybe she found some buried treasure that allows her to live forever. Maybe she found the Philosopher's Stone. Maybe she's J.K. Rowling. Um, I doubt that's in the Smithsonian, but you know. (laughs) If I say maybe before anything, I can say whatever I want because I'm not presenting it as fact. Maybe I'm Anne Bonny. Maybe. That. (laughs) Um, Her legacy has been pretty big because there weren't really that many female pirates so there 
have been plays written about her. There was a play by a guy called Steve Gooch called The Woman Pirates. Unfortunate name of the author, not the play. And there was a 1951 film made about her called Anne of the Indies. She's also a character in Black Sails, which is a pirate TV show, which I haven't watched because I think I tried to watch it and it wasn't my cup of tea. But anyway, on a side note. But yeah, so they kind of, the historians kind of reckon that like Calico, Calico Jack was like a small time pirate and that he wouldn't really be known nowadays only for the fact that he had two woman pirates and their legacy kind of lives on. He's a great name though. I just kind of imagine him in dungarees doing line dancing on a boat with like a thing of straw in his mouth. He reminds me of the cowboy out of Looney Tunes. What was his name? Calamity Dynamite. I can't remember. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's a big red moustache and I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what he's called. But yeah, that's, that is the story of Anne Bonny. That's really interesting. You know, in Kinsale, actually, where she's from, there was a lot of attacks there from Spanish pirates. And it was built by Spanish settlers. And it kind of looks Spanish in its architecture. But if you go to Kinsale, there's a lot of monuments and stuff there about pirates. That uh, that kind of, there was a siege there from pirates. So maybe she came back there. There's the Pirate Museum in Baltimore. Yeah. After they, like, kidnapped the entire town of Baltimore. I just love pirates. I know they did bad things, but... Yeah, I like the idea of them. But when you get into it, there is a lot of... Uh, there is a lot of, <laughs> a lot of bad things. But the idea of them, I like them. I like the wildness of the sea. Um, the fantasy of them. True. But I think that we should just form a an all-lady pirate ship and travel back in time and it'd be really cool and we could have loads of lemons and limes to make sure that we don't have scurvy and we can make people walk the plank if they like try to get us to do things that we don't agree with and it'll be great drink a lot of mojitos a lot of mojitos it will be it will be a syphilis free space which I imagine most uh, pirate ships weren't because, you know, is it an episode of one of my, is it one of my episodes if I don't manage to uh, shove syphilis in there somewhere? Some would say no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm losing my mind. I, I think everyone is. <laughs> it's tough going these days. I mean, what day is it? What year is it? We may be pirates. Who knows? Oh, if I was a pirate, I'd be able to leave my bedroom so good anyway do you have any more thoughts on Anne Bonny the Irish pirate it comes up again and again that like I really would love to know more about what happened in her life when she went to America from between like that and her becoming a pirate like what what were those gradual steps there you know murder beating up Carousing in bars. Oh yeah, apparently she was like apparently her chastity was already compromised before her marriage. She uh used to like hanging around the dive bars in the area and getting to know unsavory characters. I'd say she was fond of the old drink. I mean you'd have to be. But not so fond, not so fond of the old drink that she was she was drunk. When everybody else was. 
yeah, if, if if they had drank less, maybe she'd still be alive. She wouldn't still be alive, but maybe they would have lived a little bit longer. <laughs> they could put that on the side of rum bottles. <laughs> Captain Morgana, the feminist rum. That's we could pitch it. I mean, everybody's trying to jump on the all the companies are trying to put a feminist spin now. They'll only release it on the eighth of March because that's the only day that women exist. And in a pink bottle, yeah. That was really interesting. And we are going to have another pirate episode next week about one of the more famous Irish women that you may have heard of. Yahar. So thank you very much for listening. You can check us out on Instagram. It's Phenomenal Podcast on Facebook. We'd love if you could like our posts and follow us and share and subscribe. And please tell your mates. And, and review us so that people who don't know us or listen to us can hear us blathering on about women. Educated blathering on about women, though. We'd really appreciate it. It would help us a whole bunch and we'd be very happy. And we hope you're all keeping safe and sane and not going too mad and staying afloat in these germ-infected streets. <laughs> Oh, that was so much worse than all of my puns. That makes me so happy. I should have said, no, I'll do it. I hope you're staying afloat in the sea of uncertainty we are all swimming in right now. Oh, that was amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, guys. And please tune in next week to find out about Gronuel. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Yo-ho. I'll stop. Okay, bye.